Welcome to the SOB Podcast. Everything fun about family dysfunction with your hosts, Shannon Livingston and Joe Lobosco. This podcast covers it all from mobsters to motherhood and strip clubs to Sunday school with candid conversations on everything from surviving to thriving. Welcome to another episode of SOB, the Son of a Bitch podcast. I am your host, Shannon Livingston. And I'm not. My name's Joe. I'm the other host. I'm the son. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to talk about one of the topics that you actually care about. Uh, not one of these heart-wrenching family laundry being exposed and you sit there uncomfortable topics. Plenty of those on other episodes. Okay. But today we're going to talk about TV and movies. Because I like to have fun and enjoy my life. But indoors <clears throat> so that you don't have to put out too much effort. Well, it's hot outside. We live in the South. That is is true. So you put together a nice list of things that I looked over that you want to talk about. And I'll just um, try to be as quiet as possible to give you the lead on this because you really have a lot of material. So go ahead. All right. So television and movies have always kind of played a big part in uh, my life and upbringing uh, for a couple of reasons. Mainly, one, it was accessible as a form of entertainment, whether we were you know, poor or not, we always had at least basic cable and a collection of movies and things to watch. And, uh, you know, depending on what the weather was or what the situation was at the time, what kind of neighborhoods we lived in, going to hang out outside wasn't always an option. I didn't have a lot of friends. Can I just say we didn't always in my have childhood. basic cable. Well, but, we, no, no, but, but I, I learned how even the movies that we didn't own early on in the really poor days, I figured out the library, that the library was like a free blockbuster. That is a good point. So go ahead. Um, so well, it was accessible yeah. and affordable and something that, that we did. Exactly. <clears throat> so, you know, it was an easy way for me to entertain myself. And uh, so I spent a lot of time watching movies and watching TV. Well, you were also an only child, didn't have a lot of family. Yeah, I was an only child. My family was uh, a fraction. Um, and uh, yeah, I wasn't super popular, so it wasn't yet like I had a lot of friends coming over. Yeah, now I can't get my phone to shut off and be left alone. So where was Aww. this when I was in high school? Yeah. But um, anyway, <clears throat> uh, there's a funny, interesting story about how I got my first television involving a friend of ours from Chicago that I think you know some of the details of. Well, just tell the story. I don't know the story. I was an infant. Oh, was that you handing it off to me? Yeah. You have to like maybe do an eye wink or something like that. Like, hey, it's your turn. Uh, So yeah, when we left Chicago, you were born in Chicago Mm -hmm. and it was not a great relationship with your biological father. And so I knew that I was going to leave and it wasn't a big secret either. And um, so this older gentleman that had been friends with the biological father's family, who is Italian, um, he he was involved in like golf tournaments and things like that. And so one of the prizes in the auction or a raffle was a small television with the and it was deluxe at the time. It had the um, the VHS 
the, the VCR. Yeah, it had a VCR in. into it. Yeah, yeah, which at the time was a big deal. Was it even color? I guess it was a color yeah, set. Yeah. And uh, well, you know, I don't know how far back it was. My my brain still thinks black and white wasn't that long. This is the nineties. I had a, a black TV. and white TV in in my bedroom, and my sister broke the knob off, and so you had to use pliers to turn it on and off and turn it up and down. But um, and yet I'm not allowed to call any of this ghetto. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> well, when that's the only TV you have, you figure out how to make it work. Mm -hmm. But so Slicker Sam created uh, this winning ticket with your name on it, apparently. And so you won the TV. So your very first TV was actually um, not illegal, but not ethical. <laughs> Didn't come to you by ethical means. That was a good TV. But that you TV, had it for a long that time. That TV lasted me for probably another yeah. 10 years. You didn't have any friends, so that was like your best friend. So, But you didn't just watch the the movies. You know, you actually, like, you researched them, you studied well, yeah. them. Yeah, I mean... You, and this was, like, really before the internet. Yeah, so I, I, I like to... I always was interested in the process of filmmaking. I like to learn about these different things. So yeah, you know, I would, I would do research when I could, I would read books about Walt Disney and all these different people, Steven Spielberg, and just sort of see what was going on. You know, recognize the same actors, faces, voices over and over again, especially in the mid nineties when this pop culture was starting to really you know, sort of hit a different swing. It was uh, exciting. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I remember a lot of um, a lot of social interaction with whoever was living with us or hanging out at the time sort of revolved around watching what was ever on TV, eating popcorn and smoking weed in your case and <laughs> whatever not else. Not in your case. You, you yeah, were not I, like. I was a yeah. small child. Um, but, you know, the TGIF type of stuff. And I remember that being a big deal friends seinfeld all those sorts of things well those were the free yeah those were the free what stations. we had access to but yeah. it was also just quality television um well and during a lot of that time you were having surgeries and so there wasn't a lot of going out there wasn't a lot of money it was recovery yeah, at so home. when you're physically limited you, you watch yes. tv so it's not like we were just couch potatoes choosing not to do other things no. that we had to stay home for long periods of time. Right. People during COVID discovered is not always uh, what you want to do when you're forced to. That is a good observation for sure. So let, let's move it along here. Yeah. We got these bullet points. So stay um, on track. Yeah, I got it. I, I do remember uh, having a lot of sort of family movie night type of deals where we pull out the hide a bed and pick something to watch and, sort of hang out in the living room. And uh, there was one instance where that kind of got a little dicey in one of the neighborhoods we lived in in Kansas City. You want to I want you to tell share the story. on that? Okay. I've already told the story in a previous uh, episode. I think it was the... It it's was a what, callback. It was What Would You Do? So that's what I'm saying. We're cross-promoting now. So yeah. it's in the What Would You Do episode. There and I go. told that story. So why don't you tell it now? And then people can compare it. So, yeah, we were... They'll like my version better, but go ahead. Okay. We were uh, watching something. I don't remember. I was like three. And um, <clears throat> there was uh, a porch light went out. And you went to go see what was going on. I guess there were two guys who looked like they had nefarious intentions who were unscrewing the light on the porch. It was the middle of the night, and it was just you, me, 
and uh, our other friend who, what are we calling her on the Millie. show? Millie, um, <clears throat> who was hanging out. They knew we were in there. They were coming in anyway, which is generally not a good sign. And you did not have your gun as it was being cleaned at the time. So you told her to call 911, take me and get in the closet, and then grabbed a kitchen knife and went out the back door to try and head them off or be a distraction or you know whatever your plan was, was just to keep them from getting inside the house. And uh, I think you announced yourself before you ran around the corner. And when they realized that you were completely out of your mind and that this was going to be a little more work than they had anticipated uh they just took off running down the street so that's kind mm. of all right i almost fell asleep in the middle of that story and it Thank should have you. it should have been exciting but so the first thing i did was turn off the lights they were unscrewing the light bulbs so that they would not be seen coming in through the front door so yes they were coming in to do awful things mm -hmm. i was also selling weed at the time and didn't know if that was related to anything if That's they had certainly you know, possible heard from someone i mean i only dealt with people that i knew and um i didn't it wasn't a flashy house i didn't drive a, a flash car i've always been very good about kind of staying under the radar but um yeah so they they knew from the beginning when all the lights went out that something was up mm -hmm. that it might be a challenge for them and then i did go around the back and i shouted i'm coming for you and um so they didn't, they didn't like that. <laughs> they took off, but you know, that's, you don't think about it. You just do yeah. what you have to do to Instinct. protect, yeah, to protect your family. So, all right, that let's yeah. go back to the TV and movies. Yeah. Um, you have family rituals here. Family what, what rituals. Yeah. So we, well, I, they're just, like they were not satanic with drinking goat blood or anything. I mean, I don't know. Not I dropped at that off point. At my parents. I don't know what you guys were doing. Um, it was just, there were a lot of shows that I remember sort of just being part of our general routine mm -hmm. day to day. Uh, the Simpsons was one of those still is to an extent. Um, South park sometimes <clears throat> the Sopranos was a big one, which I didn't watch a lot when it was on in the first run, but obviously you did, you had the box set. It was one of the biggest shows in the world. Well, um, I didn't have the box set. Somebody I dated later had it when he died. Obtained the box set. He left set. it behind. Yeah. But I do remember but you I think watching we, the we show. We put it into uh, Dirty Santa, though. So I think Josh has it now. But anyway. No, he got Seinfeld. That was what he got. Also but... left behind by the dead boyfriend. <laughs> Not that I killed him. So, Came close, but I didn't have to. Uh, there was a particular story that has always stuck in my mind for some reason of when I was over at my uh, grandparents' house. You were out doing whatever it is you were doing downtown, which I'm sure we'll discover in Irrelevant. another episode. Get to the story. You're killing me. I'm Come telling on. the story. You don't need to shout. We have very good quality mics. Oh, okay. Well, you know, just It'll pick you up. Let me, you know, use your words. Let me do. Yeah, I'm using my words. You keep throwing roadblocks in, you know, context is sometimes important. So is just getting it out. Let, let's just move forward. Come on. So I was at my grandparents' house. I was a small child. <laughs> it had to be Sunday night because this was before DVR and Sopranos was coming on. Mm -hmm. I was told to go to bed. I did not want to go to bed. Nowadays, I always want to go to bed. But anyway, uh, my grandmother came up with a clever plan that for some reason has always stuck in my mind. And she said, all right, you can stay up. 
until somebody on the TV says a bad word. And because it was the Sopranos that lasted for about 15 to 30 seconds. And then I went to bed. I don't remember what episode it was, but I, it didn't take very long. And that story has always stuck with me, even though that was probably over 20 years ago. Because you were outsmarted by your grandmother? Just because I thought it was funny. I still think it's funny. Basically, you were outsmarted. Yeah, I was outsmarted. Outsmarted the six-year-old. What what an accomplishment. So, yeah, we always used to watch The Simpsons, um, which I remember even there were times when I was grounded, I was still allowed to watch The Simpsons when that came on at 6.30, whenever it was. Jeopardy also became sort of a routine after living with uh, Carl or Tuffy, who we've talked about in previous episodes, who was a big fan of Jeopardy and game shows in general. So I remember, you know, when he stayed with us, that was part of his routine was watching Jeopardy every day and shouting out answers at the television. And then that has since become something that we like to do. Wheel of Fortune is... That's for the dummies right, when yeah, it comes but, on before Jeopardy. But I do always yeah. enjoy Jeopardy. I remember trivia. once Carl got to the point where he wasn't leaving his house really anymore, he would still call and let us know that Jeopardy was coming on. Thanks, Carl. It's good to exercise your mind. Oh, yeah. He, he was very um, autodidactic. Didactic, I can't even say the word. And um, really valued education. You that can't just sense. nod quietly. Yeah, That's not uh, makes how for bad radio. Work. Yeah, I got it. So what is the next thing on your list? So uh, the next thing is that I was allowed to watch uh, R-rated content from a fairly young age. And other people had certain opinions over whether or not that was appropriate or you know good for my development or any of those sorts of things. And. I know you said you had kind of thought that out and figured out how you felt about that. I always felt like it was good to kind of keep your options open. I don't think it's a good idea to try to hide things from a child, especially in today's world, because they're going to be exposed to those sorts of things anyway. So it's better to try and you know control the circumstance and the narrative when you can to try to explain what they're watching, how to process it, what that all means in the context of real life. So, you know, I had seen The Godfather. I had seen Scarface. I had seen all these different things by the time I was eight or nine years old, which most, a lot of parents, especially in the Bible Belt, once we moved into the suburbs, those kids were not allowed to watch that kind of content. Well, okay, I have a few things to say here. So... First, I don't think you were eight or nine and had watched Scarface. I think maybe that, not Scarface, but I yeah, have seen The Godfather. Because my rules for you and for television, anything that was um, a little older, PG thirteen or rated R, certainly, I did not. If it was violent, then that was off the list. Really, until you were at least probably 10, 11, maybe maybe even twelve. Wasn't how it worked it. out, but go ahead. And, I understand that you watched movies other places. Just let me finish what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I'm talking about what my rules were, not what happened, but what my rules and my thinking was. 
So uh, violence to me was not something that you just even needed to be subjected to. You know, your diet is more than just what you eat. It's what you see and hear and what, what's around you. I just didn't think that, you know, we had a tough enough life with enough chaos mm -hmm. and real violence around us that I didn't, I didn't think you needed a, a steady diet at that. However, if something was R-rated because of language and some boobs, I think that we are very sexually repressed in this country, and that is not healthy. It's also something I didn't just sit you down in front of the TV and say, yeah, here you go, watch it. Right. You know, it was something that we watched together, and I explained real life versus movie and, you know, consequence, violence, uh, how to treat women, um, you know, consensual sex versus rape. I mean, we had these conversations just based on movies that we watched. So there were, I think, a lot of lines. And I think people are surprised to hear that, that I, you know, did have a lot of um, boundaries for you. But that's how you are a parent and you raise a child just because I have been through, you know, certain sensational things. It doesn't mean I had a, an anything goes approach with parenting. Well, yeah, I've seen that approach and it, it rarely works out well. As fun as it may be for the kid at that point, it uh, usually doesn't pan out to be in their best interest. So. And you watched a lot more Jeopardy than Scarface and you still do. So I must have done something right. Well, and then I discovered Star Wars, and that was a whole game changer, but we'll get to that later. I'll never have grandchildren, <clears throat> but that's fine. It's completely mainstream now. I don't know why you say things like that, but anyway. Um, in your opinion, based on you know things that we've seen on TV, there's been a lot of talk, especially over the past 20 years or so, about the influence of television on people, especially young people and their brain and how they process and interact with the world. Uh, and, you know, what some of that content can do to influence people. Do you think that watching violent content provokes that sort of behavior? Um, general answer, yes. I think that, it again, it goes back to whatever you put in front of a human being for them to take in through their senses is, is what goes through their brain. It's mm -hmm. what makes them develop. It's... Um, what sets their mood, you know, whether they, they think they're looking at it in a logical way or not. Um, it, it just makes a difference in how you filter information, how you, how you think about things. And it, so, yes, I do think that watching a lot of violent stuff, um, you know, it's the chicken and the egg. Are you going to watch it because that's kind of your personality? Right. Probably. But does it also amp you up? Yeah. Um, so, but also I would say that doesn't mean that these things shouldn't be produced. Uh -huh. You know, it, it means that you should subject yourself or your children or whatever to things within your boundaries and things that are good for you. I know that I can't watch a lot of, um, let's say, you know, depressing movies about terminally ill patients. If I'm already having a bad bad day or if I've dealt with a, you know, make a wish child or, I mean, you just know when certain emotions, yeah. whether that emotion is anger or sadness, when you don't need to keep heaping it on. And so I think that that goes for everything, not, not just the violence. Okay. Yeah. Hypersexualization well, too. 
If well, that's all you're watching and all you're listening to, I think it does make a difference in how you start to to filter information. Yeah. And I've always had sort of issues with this because I feel like a lot of times when people make this argument, the A, they use extreme examples that aren't indicative of the general public. And like you said, they try to blame you know, the uh, the artist or the content creator. And, well, and I don't think that's productive. Another thing, is it art? <clears throat> so do we do we say, well, it's art, and so anything goes, right? We can show people <clears throat> chopping each other up with chainsaws and mm, all sorts that of movie things. movie just came out. Because it's, you know, it's art, it's expression. Um, but is it? And when this is something that you do have in your face, in your ears, in your home, all day, every day, you know, that's different that, that we are experiencing something through technology that we have not experienced as a species before. And our brain is not evolved enough to know where that line is between reality and and fantasy. You know, they wanted to save the people on Gilligan's Island. The um, I mean, you know, well, people, I mean, people still think soap operas are real. And uh, <laughs> so just short of that, of course, um, um, you know, most people would like to think, oh, well, I know the difference. But do you? I mean, do, do you think well, those reality shows aren't scripted? Do you think that's, <clears throat> you know, truly the news or I mean. To to quote to quote Ron White, one of my favorite comedians, stand up comedy is also something I like to watch a lot. Um, you can't fix stupid. Some people are just not all there in terms of those sorts of things. You get like a War of the Worlds kind of effect with some of that stuff. And and again, those people, I, I think if you lump them into the argument, yeah, you might get some <laughs> decent points out of there. But that's not how I hope. That's not how most people are operating. But at the same time. You know, as far as art is concerned, I do think it is subjective and uh, there might be some boundaries in terms of good taste. But as far as what's accessible, I don't really think you should put too many limitations on it. Well, and I think it's <clears throat> it, it has changed with cable and different options and, um, you know, it, it has gotten worse and more competitive, mm -hmm. but. We also now are able to turn it off when you only had right. two or three channels before and that's what everybody had on in their home. Then, yes, it was a little more important to look at. Is this family friendly? Yeah. Is this fair advertising? You know, all the rules that the FTC has. Now you can turn it off. However, we still have that mindset of trusting. If it comes across the TV, then it must be legit. <laughs> Even if you think, you know. Uh, well, you know, you're still taken into a certain extent just by watching it. Yeah. Well, and, and well, there are certain layers of subtext that people don't always pick up on either. You know, you mentioned chainsaws, the original Texas chainsaw massacre, which is a movie that I have seen. Um, I will not watch it again, but I have seen it and I did some research on it. And a lot of the, there is a message to that movie. And a lot of it has to do with, uh, first of all, the um <clears throat> what's the word i'm looking for outsourcing of a lot of jobs and like in blue collar communities factory jobs slaughterhouses things like that a lot of people losing their livelihood due to you know all these jobs being shipped overseas so then you've got abject poverty uh there were points in that movie about the ethical treatment of animals and factory farming all things that they were trying 
to sort of illustrate and so we can't we can't just have a documentary we have to have leatherface with the chainsaw he got his point across by the way do you know why the chainsaw was invented to make it easier to cut through trees no you should research it it's similar to cornflakes oh as in uh i don't know about chainsaws being an aphrodisiac but but what? But you have to finish you, sentences uh, where you when we're talking into mics. Where are you? What's the? Why was the chainsaw invented? You should research it because it is similar to cornflakes. What do you know about cornflakes? They were invented to try and stop masturbation. Okay, there you go. Is it so hard for you to play along? I don't. Get, I'm trying to tell. Okay, tell the story, and you just keep saying like, okay. Whatever. I want you to tell the story. I don't. This I just told episode. you. I don't know. You know about the masturbation cornflake link? Like, why is it pulling teeth to get you to work with me here? Because isn't it's this like more fun? With children and animals. Okay, so how would a Someone chainsaw? Give me a, a puppy that's going to take a big shit on the floor because it's going to be more cooperative than you are right now. You're welcome. All right. Well, I'll do some research on that and we can discuss we'll cir- that next time. Back. <laughs> That's a pretty uh, extreme measure to to keep people from. I guess it keeps their anyway. hands busy, but go ahead. <laughs> so, um, yeah, another thing that I enjoy and uh, I'm sure a lot of people are enjoying going back to do it now, especially in parts of the country that were shut down, is going to the movie theater. That was always something that I got a big kick out of both with uh, you and, you know, other parents, guardians, family, friends, whatever. Um, and uh, as I got older, I enjoy going to the movies by myself, which there's some controversy over whether or not that's weird, lame, sad. Different people have different opinions on that, but, but I've it, always sort of enjoyed. It's not just going. going okay, my turn <clears throat> to talk. So it's not just going to the theater. It's going out by yourself Mm. because I just went out for dinner by myself for my birthday, which is what I chose to do. And people were like, oh, like what happened to your life? People are very perplexed by people who enjoy being alone. And I said, you know, (laughs) no, like I know a a million people and, um, you know, most of them I I like. And so it's not that I don't have people that are willing to spend time with me. I just like to be alone. I like things to be quiet. I like to do things on my schedule and my terms and um, movies are an escape. And so for me, it just makes sense that you, you know, if you read a book alone. Yeah, exactly. Why wouldn't you go to a theater? Yeah. I mean, you know, I have plenty of friends who enjoy my company. So if I have time, I'll shoot somebody a text and see what they're doing if they want to go see a movie. But if they're busy, I'm just as happy going there by myself and, you know, finding a row without a lot of strangers in it. But then, of course, someone's always trying to take your seat. People take their shoes off. It's a whole Some people just have no sense of decency. People text and talk during movies. Last time we went to a movie, we had a couple next to us that would not (laughs) stop talking. He was completely wrong with all the stuff that he was saying. He was saying historical things like to sound smart to his girlfriend and was wrong. He doesn't know who Vladimir Lenin is. Then he was uh, texting during the whole thing or checking his email because he, you know, was so important. He couldn't step out for, for that. And of course... When we look over, when I looked over after the movie, I knew them. I knew the couple. And it just, I was like, oh, yeah, of course it's them. I'm sure they're part of your empire of Facebook friends. Uh, no, that I did unfriend them. 
after the movie? Um, no, it was for various other reasons, but that right. that experience mm. that we had pretty much encapsulates uh, who they are, and that that's enough. If you are the type of people that act like that in a movie theater, then yeah, you're not gonna make it on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, I don't even like filter those people out at all. I basically take anyone until you act like a complete shit show. If you want to whisper to your friend or crack a joke or something, you know, I get it. But uh, yeah, when you're having an ongoing conversation throughout a movie while there's people right next to you and then no. plus that movie is like $18. Like, yeah. Why are you going out in public <clears throat> to act like you're at home? Stop it. And I've noticed that people are on their phone all the time in the theater. It lights up. It It's distracting. We know you're not that important. I think Oprah can sit through a whole movie Without checking her text messages. So what makes you think that you could not? Well, you used to get kicked out for stuff like that because they would have ushers who were looking for those sorts of things. And right. then, yeah, if you were on your phone, they would ask you to leave. But now everyone's understaffed and it's just it's mad you max can't enforce out there everything. Yeah. Without that guy <sighs> on the front of the, the truck. Um, you know, another reason why I would enjoy going to the movies is if there was tension or drama at home i could just go somewhere like you said and escape for you know two and a half hours depending mm -hmm. on healthier than going to the bar exactly you know so people are like oh you went to the movie like you know yeah okay i didn't get loaded on whiskey and get in a fight but I you learned a it. life lesson right had a know, touching moment exactly so, uh, you know, I, I still enjoy going to the movies by myself, and I'm sure I will for most of my life. We certainly did that a lot when I was little. We had a great movie theater right in town that had cookies and all sorts of cool stuff. And we took in quite a bit. Quite a bit of content. Yeah, um, I remember. No, I mean, we took in like candy and snacks. And of oh, course, well, when I was little, everybody does that. We didn't know what it was like to buy any snacks from the concession stand. That's what rich people did. And so we had generic, it was pop because I'm from Kansas City. Did you say like you brought an entire cooler? So we had generic soda that um, we would put into this little six pack cooler. It was a little red and white check six pack cooler. And we made my sister act like it was her purse and she was more embarrassed that people thought she had horrible taste <laughs> than, you know, we're poor and we're sneaking this in. And she's like, why can't it be Shannon's purse? Just a like, kid. Kids are weird. People wouldn't believe that. Look at how I dress and look at how you dress. Come on. You, you, that's your purse. So you had to wait for the loud part to, you know, pop the top. To you had to wait for the loud part to open up your snacks from home or whatever it was because you just knew that everybody was looking at you and they were going to come and throw you out you were going to get arrested and mm -hmm. you know all this horrible embarrassing stuff was going to happen all because your parents were like tickets are expensive enough so shut up and well, if you want something stick it in your pocket and they've got a point i mean you know when i look yeah, at some of these three, prices four kids plus <sighs> a, an adult to the theater that adds up although we did go to the dollar movies also <laughs> like we went to the nice theater but we had a, a dollar theater as well i miss drive-ins you don't really see drive-ins anymore i always had a good time at the drive-in well they did make a comeback during COVID. we had That's some places true. that were using um fairgrounds and things like that so all right i feel like we've exhausted this list what do you think you ready to wrap it up well take uh, us out just to to close it out um you know, like you said, I know I know that we had certain you know parameters on what we watched and why 
television was so important, but uh, you know, there, there is a lot of research out there being done about whether or not consumption of televised content is healthy for people's social lives and the human brain. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? I would guess that those studies will come out and say, no, um, everything in moderation. Well, peer correction and, you know, modeling behavior and just all the little social nuances that we don't think we're taking in, uh-huh. that doesn't happen with the screen. That only happens face to face in the same room. Um, you know, you don't know if you have chemistry with somebody really until you're with them. And I don't just mean, you know, like dating chemistry, just do you click, yeah. you know, how, what is this person's vibe? That's why homeschool kids are weird. Well, it used to be the case. Now I think they are very well socialized and much better educated <laughs> in in a lot of of those uh, situations. But you know they do have groups where they socialize. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Good. And I think they were weird just because um, not because they were isolated so much because you pick up a lot of bad habits. You spend a lot of time mm. not learning in the public school district and just yeah, a- attending. Um, but. You know, they had renegade parents that were willing to homeschool them. So but I think that's where the weirdness came from. Not really so much a lack of of socializing. Some people are just born weird. <clears throat> so, all right. I'll <clears throat> say thanks for listening and goodbye. You can close it out. All right. Thanks for listening. Be sure to watch a lot of television and violent movies. And uh, we'll see you next time. Peace out. Please make sure to download and listen to SOB on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to like and share on social media. This has been a Studio 239 production.